Good morning. This is Things You Might Have Heard. I am Jay Cleveland Payne, and in mere moments, I'm going to present for you uh, the latest in information, information in politics, current events, and pop culture news. Things that you told us were conversationals. You basically helped us pick the rundown for the news this morning, and we're going to do that for you. We picked the top 15 stories per your engagement for the last day. <coughs> oh, excuse me. And have eight stories to present for you here uh, in this podcast, video cast. It's live, We're going live. That's why I coughed and can't edit that. Uh, for 5.50 a.m. Central Time on Thursday, Thursday the 12th of October, 2023. We're going to talk about the Errors Tour. The Errors Tour movie was, opens up tomorrow. Big money for that one. Plus seven other stories and two actual stories that do deal with the incidents. We'll keep calling it that in Israel with Hamas, and we'll tell you about some aftermath as we're seeing a lot here in the discussions going forward. If you want to know more about what we do at The Conversation Project, it's very simple. Go to our website. This is theconversationproject.com. We have details on how we manage everything to get you information, and you get it back to us every single day. And we'll do a quick explanation in the middle of this podcast for the business part, we call it. We tell you about the feeds. We tell you about uh, our sponsorships and how you can help us do more stuff here. Plus, at the end of the whole show, we have the second show the fun stuff so stick around for that you're going to enjoy that plus the origins of the legal pad that's your tease right there if that tease doesn't keep you around i don't know what i'm doing let's get to the news for the day today happens to be as said thursday october 12 2023 we kick things off with this headline U.S. intelligence indicates Iranian officials surprised by Hamas attack on Israel. Now, this may be a bit of the U.S. trying to do some CYA, but what we're seeing from multiple American officials is that the U.S. has intelligence. Senior Iranian officials were surprised by the Hamas-led terror attack in Israel this weekend, a preliminary suggesting that Tehran was not really involved, or at least not directly involved, in the actual start of the thing, even though it is suspected that Hamas, which is essentially you know, t- taken care of by uh, by Tehran and, in- and Iran is a, as Big Brother essentially paying for most of their debts, training them up and getting things done, but had no figure on the trigger to actually get the thing started. We're seeing this from U.S., us, our intelligence, that Iran didn't know it was going to happen. Doesn't mean they're not involved, doesn't mean they're not responsible, but they did not have any actual planning in what was happening. In fact, we're seeing from uh, other reports that were coming up this morning as I'm working on this, this was a two-year plan that Hamas had going forth, going forward, uh, essentially using the holiday as a plan on the 50th anniversary to make a big deal. We'll get more deeper into del- detail on that one as we get more, more intel on that one today. Related, a law firm rescinds a New York New IU student's job offer after Israel Hamas comments. The Winston and Strong LLP said it had rescinded a job offer to a college student who had made inflammatory comments, that's their words, about the Hamas militant group's deadly attacks on Israel over the weekend. Arena Workman, president of NYU Student Bar Association, said Israel bore, quote, full responsibility for Hamas's incursions, including um occurs according to Reuters uh, an article there workmen who uses the them they pronouns wrote that they will not condemn Palestine uh, resistance but instead condemn the violence of apartheid settler colonization military occupation and silence essentially as he said in his words blaming uh, Israel for what it got from Hamas over the weekend because of that the promising law student is still a promising law student. He just no longer has a job offer waiting for him at Winston and Strauss. 
The jury, jury started deliberating in the first trial in Elijah McLean's death. This is the story of the young man who was walking down the street and was basically assaulted by police. Uh, the man who was just basically kind of a shy loner type guy uh, that was not responding well to the commands of the actual police officers. First uh, case going to jury. This is the trial of Randy um, Rodermia and Jason Rosenblatt. And it lasts about a month for the actual trial. Opening arguments starting on September the 20th. The two men are facing, as we said, manslaughter charges related to the death of 23-year-old Elijah McLean. Defense claimed that officers followed department policies and training, and the EMT gave McCain a shot of kidneying following the department's protocol, which they believe is what actually killed him in the issue. McLean died after being stopped by police for acting sketchy with a ski mask on. As he said, he's see, he was just kind of a guy who just was really that guy and walked around with the ski mask because he had those issues. Just a guy walking in the ski mask down the street, headed back from the store, not doing anything really suspicious, i.e., why would you walk around in a ski mask if you just robbed the bank out in the middle of open? Doesn't make sense. We'll see how this one comes back as it's in the jury right now. Probably be deliberated for a day or so, and we'll get that verdict soon. Student loan forgiveness plan challenge a new legal battle. A new legal battle, as the other ones before. Two conservative groups have expealed a Michigan a Michigan judge's decision to uphold President Joe Biden's student loan relief plan. The appeal was filed the same day as the Education Department launched a rulemaking process to erase student loan balances. The think tanks argued that they didn't have standing to block the debt relief, but the judge threw the case out. Now, back in court again as essentially we don't want to pay other people's student loans. And that's the collective we, not me, we in particular. The thought process of these think tanks and many people in this vein of thought is that these people, and this time I'm using the, these people on purpose, put themselves in this sort of debt. They went to school for weird liberal arts degrees that they can't get a job with, and now they're saddled with debt. Or they overclocked their loans because they thought they were living high on the, ho of the hog, and they now I'm stuck with debt and I paid off my student debt and I paid for my kids college. So why am I paying for other people's college? There are pros and cons to both sides of this argument. Essentially eliminating a lot of student debt means there's more money to put into the actual economy. There's that. There's also the role of responsibility for what you did. That's always there. This thing's going to be working itself out in court. So let's see what the next court case says on this one. This is a odd one, but it piqued my interest. It piqued your interest. So we're talking about Sherry Shepard, who says that Barbara Walters, she knew about the Barbara Walters Richard Pryor affair for some time, but didn't talk about. Sherry Shepard once told Jay Behar that Paul Mooney told her, <laughs> yeah, like that, that he walked in on Barbara Walters and Richard Pryor kissing. And the next day, Walters asked, who told you that? Shepard, Shepard was sitting there like, I done just got this job. So um, Sherry Shepard shared this uh, this complicated working relationship with Barbara Walters uh, back in the day, including times when Walters was tough on her. This is when she was on The View. However, on the day Walters left The View, Walters put her hand on her face and said, I am the most proud of you. So getting great reviews and great love from Barbara Walters, but also sharing the story that she knew that she had a thing with Richard Pryor back in the day because that's what Paul Mooney told her. <laughs> Okay, let's go to a story that's a bit more serious. So let's let's take this as it is. Former NFL player Sergio Brown taken in custody in the murder of his mother, please say. 
the, the Mexican law enforcement officers have known Brown's whereabouts since least September 19th. Law enforcement source told CNN, we got this, this story from CNN, and deported him after authorities in Illinois obtained an arrest warrant pertaining to his mother's death. Brown was threatening with, with removal from the plane's captain. Um, going uh, as he was flying away. Myrtle Brown, 73, was found dead in a creek behind the Maywood home. The Cook County Medical Examiner determined she died from injuries related to an assault. Maywood police are aware of a video circulating on social media showing Sergio Brown rambling about fake news and claiming his mother was on vacation. Myrtle Brown's family issued a statement last week calling on authorities to advance investigation to her own death. They've now brought in Sergio Brown in that investigation. We'll see how this one plays out again uh, in court. There may have been some court filings, but this played out in the court of public opinion, and it's been playing out a much longer than we believe. A lot of the rumors in Uendo, apparently more true than not. The headline for this reads, Jada Pinkett Smith reveals she and Will Smith have been separated since 2016. When this headline popped up, I scratched my head for a while and sort of blinked at the, at the screen. I was like, this has to be some sort of weird blog thing that's popped up in my feed. CNN. And CNN got the story because Pinkett Smith told NBC News that she and Smith were still trying to figure out how to be uh, a partnership uh, after a, a separation that essentially began in 2016. Now, if you do the math, this is 2023. That means it's been quite some time, almost 10 years, seven years or so since their separation began. And they were doing some serious work back in 2020, three years ago, trying to uh, deal with some stuff. As she, being Pink and Smith, says, there was an issue with the August Alcina thing that was a thing that actually was a time, but they were essentially estranged, separated. And so for the last seven, eight years, they've been trying to figure out how to stay a couple while publicly put on the face of being a pretty big power couple in Hollywood. And this maybe explains the slap thing a little more, or just makes it seem a little more sadder. Let's go to some happy news. Happy news for those of you folks who have a ticket tomorrow because the Taylor Swift, the Ayers Tour, pre-sale sellouts outpacing Barbie. They sold more than $100 million in tickets before things have opened up. And this was, of course, when they opened up ticket sales about six weeks ago. It won't be having a Thursday preview because they actually have to do some fun stuff like have the movie come out on Friday the 13th. Fun fact, the Exorcist new movie was actually supposed to come out this weekend on Friday the 13th, but they were scared of Taylor Swift for good reason. Uh, the concert movie is going to have more sellouts than Barbie as it is, and in fact, they're having opening 1 a.m., 2 a.m. movies to get people in there. The Friday shows are basically booked out in many large cities. Saturday, Sunday shows are there, and as you said, Thursday shows aren't happening because of Friday the 13th. It's a scary, spooky thing to think that Taylor Swift can do this to people, but guess what? It's happening. And our Apologies, errors, and omissions a section. We are going to apologize big because yesterday in the fun stuff, and you'll hear that again, we had a birthday wish to Emily Deschanel, who I confused with Zoe Deschanel and got really confused because I really don't like Zoe. I like Emily and explain the doe-eyed, goofy Zoe instead of the more pristine, if you will, Emily. Although I'm really projecting in that end as well. So yesterday was Emily Deschanel's birthday, the elder, not Zoe, the younger. That said, we're going to drop one story we didn't have time for, but you really, really, really need to pay attention to because this is going to make a difference going well far into the future. House GOP picks Steve Scalise as Speaker nominee, but unclear if he can get the votes to win the gavel. The House had a House GOP had a closed meeting where they let both Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise, you know, kind of sell themselves as who they're going to pick to win. 
Steve Solis got that pick, so he's the main focus nominee on what's going on. Kevin McCarthy said, please don't vote for me because he doesn't want to be a part of this stuff. Of course, the, the Democrats are going to put up Akeem Jeffries. Technically, well, not even technically, the Republicans have the votes to basically make it win, but there may be some holdouts who won't vote for Steve Solis for many reasons. One, well, he's a good guy, but right now he is still dealing with blood cancer. He's still sick, still dealing with those things, so those responsibilities may actually super age him with what's going on. And two, chaos and confusion in the ranks of the GOP, because they are. This is the part where we talk about the feeds and we go into the business end of the podcast and how you can actually help us every single day, all day, all night, all weekend, all the time. This is where we talk about our teaser stories, how we get stories onto the conversation with you guys and what you can do to help us out to do that. And it's very simple. You start off by going to Facebook and Twitter, which you're already doing anyway, and letting us know what stories are interesting from our feeds. Facebook.com slash this is a conversation project and Twitter.com slash TH underscore conversation, also X.com. And let us know if stories like this is interesting for you. On Tuesday through Friday, we pick the top 15 stories per your engagement and we give you them, eight of them, in the storyline. This story may be in your headlines, maybe in your bellywick, maybe one you want to talk about. The headline reads, Black students suspended over hairstyle will be sent to disciplinary education program. The short version of this is for a few months, a black student wearing corn rolls has been um, on disciplinary action, could not go to school to his, you know, his, his charter school. And now that he's not taking his hair down and he's lost all appeals, he's going to a alternate education school. He's going to the uh, detention school before breaking the rules. The rules is his hair does not conform to standards. Go deeper into the story, understand the full details on the back end and what's looking forward. Man with fairly good grades, fairly fine, upstanding citizen, but the hair is an issue, apparently, for the, the lawmakers in Texas. When we talk about this story, go to the feeds, vote it up, and the more engagement it gets, the better chance we have of talking about it tomorrow. Let's move on to our sponsor for today. And our sponsor, as I said all this long, is me. I am putting up the sponsorship for the entire week of Things You Might Have Heard. And I am promoting my new book called Mastering Your Money. Yes, I write books. I write a bunch of books. I write kind of way too many genres, to be honest, because the More Better Media brand kind of covers all sorts of media, all sorts of topics. But one thing that I'm really, really passionate about is business. The one reason why I do this podcast is because it is done and worked as a business. There's a business behind everything that's going on, which hopefully means we're doing good things. One thing I'm not so great at in the business part is the finance part, which I get help with. Something I wanted to do for expanding the business platform I have, which is called Business Questions Answered Here, is to write something to help businesses get better at the finance part. And what I did was write something that's basically a personal finance book that you can apply to your business as its own life. So Mastering Your Money is the book. 13 lessons, tips that you can use to get your money right now, get better at your money immediately and on the long term, grow faster. And if you're younger, these are tips that are going to help you out going the long run. If you're older, these tips may save you from some pain that may be coming up. Check it out on Amazon. It's $10 for the paperback and $5 for the Kindle version, the electronic version. Uh, look for Mastering Your Message, Jay Cleveland Payne, and get the new book out. It's out there today. It's a great book. It's a good book. So check it out. Very simple. I mean, the, the, the information, I don't want to say it's basic, but it's things that you already know, put in a manner that's easy to understand, and will hopefully convince you now is the time to do that thing you know you need to do. Check it out called Mastering Your Money on Amazon and other platforms as well. But Amazon is the main platform today. 
The Conversation Project lives at this is the conversationproject.com where we present to you like we do right here every single morning things you might have heard a morning news update to get your day started uh you may watch it later on in the day because it's on replay because of video and the audio version comes out a little bit after that and we have a newsletter that's just the links so you can just read the links and get the news stories quickly like that those are three ways that you can find us find this and you can find out how to get to those at the website you also find details on our other uh entities our shows for the weekend this weekly wrap-up and the story of the week plus the ways we do our little tiktoks and our little uh, youtube shorts and worries we pop up in various places all those links at our website this is conversationproject.com if you deem what we do um deemable for worth not grammatically correct, but there you go. Check out our partnerships page and see if there's ways that we can partner up to work together to do better things. We ask that um, with a humble hearts, and we thank you in advance for anything you want to help share us in those those manners. Now, we've done the business. The news part was first, and it's time to get to the fun stuff, what we call the second show. And the fun stuff begins, as every does every weekend, right now. Every weekday, I should say, right now. The fun stuff every single day starts off with birthdays for the day. And the day, the 11th, the 12th of October, that date's wrong in the fun stuff, unfortunately, is no exception. So other than the dates, it's all good. And we'll explain why there's a legal path there in quite a bit in one more thing. But first, the birthdays with the real right date that's listed on the sheet. And this is October the 12th, starting off with Chris Wallace, the son of the legendary Mike Wallace, who invented the style of walking about people and sticking mics in their face and asking him hard questions they can't answer. Chris Wallace is 76 years old on the day. His second life, or maybe his third life, you could tell, I, can, I believe he started at ABC, moved to Fox, and now is at um, CNN, where he was supposed to be brought in to do the stuff on their digital side. That died literally as he came to, came to work. Still doing a new podcast that they created for him as a podcast, and they're doing that to let him do more Larry King-like stuff and popping up for political coverage because he's got that knowledge. 76 years old today for Chris Wallace. Great work you're doing out there. Great work for Mr. Hugh Jackman. He's the greatest showman. He's Wolverine. You would not really suspect that he does so many versatile things that they picked, you know, this 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 show tunes type guy to be this dude with spiky hair with this bad grousely um, attitude. You'll see Wolverine again, maybe for the last time as Hugh Jackman or Hugh Jackman, last time as Wolverine in the upcoming dead Deadpool movie uh, with a lot of sort of innuendo on why he is in there and how it's going to work out. The metaverse is supposedly a whole lot of this and they may back, bring back um, the no mouth Deadpool again, even though Brian Reynolds technically killed him in the last Deadpool rambling too much who jackman turning 54 years old a day and love to kirk cameron even though he may not love us the way he used to love us the mike seaver character who turned into uh, one of the main um, characters in the first iterations of the uh, lost behind left behind uh, movies uh, from the books that were very popular about 20 years ago on rapture stuff even though rapture stuff isn't quite covered the way it is in the books uh 53 years old on the day he is now a staunch uh, conservative commentator which is fine with that you see him a lot on fox news newsmax places like that giving his thoughts and thoughts on things going on and sometimes thoughts and prayers on things happening we uh still have much much love for kirk cameron kirk cameron and the episode of of growing pains where he uh, is home from school sick realizes that you know the same game shows are on whether he goes to school or not and finds out that the world doesn't actually revolve around him one of the pinnacle parts of Gen X life. Kirk Hammond, still a pinnacle part of Gen X life. It's showing that Gen X is getting a little old these days. 53 years old on today. 
on our history lesson for this day on this 12th of October, starting off in 1492. Yes, Christopher Columbus' expedition made landfall in the Caribbean, specifically in the Bahamas. The explorer believed he had reached East in East Asia because he was going that way. He thought the world was round and was right. The only problem was there was this big old landmass between him and Asia. So he got in the wrong spot. He thought the people were there who basically thought he was India, so he called the people Indians and started a whole bunch of stuff. Now, this week was Columbus Day, or Monday was a day that Columbus Day was actually observed as a holiday. And because of many reasons that we don't need to go into here, you probably already figured out, we don't celebrate Columbus Day as we did, or in most cases. Yes, it's still the day out for many folks, but it's been uh, sort of usurped as Indigenous Peoples Day or Native Americans Day as people who were kind of already here are trying to take it back. Quick question, quick sidebar. My very good friend had a birthday because his birthday is always on Columbus Day. And one time back when she was in middle school, she um, asked her teacher, hey, Columbus Day is coming up. Can we have a party? And then the teacher informed her that Columbus was a, um, a pillager and raper and, you know, killed people and did bad stuff when he came here. And she asked, well, can we still have a party? And so when Columbus Day comes around, I think of partying with Tisha. So happy birthday to you, Tisha. Get your party on. Now she is um, moving on into her 30s, which makes me feel even older as well. But on this day in 1492, long way to get there, Christopher Columbus made his landfall in the Americas, although he thought he was in the Indias. In 1901, President Theodore Roosevelt officially renamed the executive mansion to the White House. So it was never always called the White House. It probably wasn't always white, to be honest. But the official name White House happened in 1901. Happy birthday to that name. And in 1997, singer John Denver was killed at age 52 in the crash of his privately built aircraft in Montego Bay, Monterey Bay, California. Very sad day. A lot of people remember that. Don, 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 John Denver. Well, for many people at that time, transitioning out of his, his role as a country folk star into an actor, of course, playing and uh, starring in uh, Oh God, I believe. Um, it's been a while since I was a kid, so I think it was Oh God was, was there. Uh, starting to do more things on that end and transitioning into a bigger role, if you will, outside of the music role, uh, died on this day in 1997. On October 12th, we celebrate Gumbo Day. Now, Gumbo Day seems a little early for gumbo in the day, but... October is sweater weather, October is soup weather, and people are bringing up all their soup recipes on the Facebook, so why not drop in some gumbo? Officially, Gumbo Day um, is on the day starting on October the 12th, uh, every single day. So today may not be the day to necessarily uh, make that big pot of gumbo, but go ahead and start gathering your, your stuff for your gumbo. Now, let's um, go deeper into the history of gumbo, or the, the thought process of gumbo, if you will. Originating in southern Louisiana during the 18th century, gumbo typically consists of strongly flavored stock with meat or shellfish, a thicker and seasoned, a thickener and seasoned vegetables. The seasoned vegetables may include celery, bell pepper, onions. In Cajun cuisine, the trio is known as the Holy Trinity, of course, and most people serve gumbo over rice. Gumbo also falls into a different category based on following types of thickener use. So how you make your gumbo call it makes a different different uh, type of gumbo if you use okra the african vegetable okra which was bred over from slaves to louisiana in the area which is why a lot of okra is used down there choctaw spice filet powder which is dried and ground sassafras leaves those came from of course the choctaw indians and the roux which is a french base made of flour and fat so how you thicken your okra makes a difference most people more or less uh, do a roux that's kind of like the standard thing and throw okra in there to 
help thicken as well. The fillet is a different way to do that. I do I do a roux. I do a very horrible roux. And so please don't laugh at my roux next time we make gumbo. Actually, I found a, a fake gumbo recipe that I can just throw stuff in the pot and just boil it and kind of go with it. A tomato-based uh, gumbo recipe. We may use that coming up in the next couple of weeks. And finally, one more thing you might not have heard for today. The Legal Pad is 135 years old this year. Happy birthday, Legal Pad. The company called American Pad and Paper Company, or AMPAD, claims to have invented Legal Pad in 1888. A young inventor named Thomas Holy made the tablets from cheap leftovers or sortings from the paper mills. The scribbling professionals quickly adopted this low-cost line pads, and the Legal Pad was born. What about the iconic yellow pad, you say? The one story is that it was uh, devised specifically because yellow was thought to be the color that stimulated intellect. Though hard to verify, dark text on a light background is generally considered optimal for reading. Yellow tends to be easier on the eyes than the harsh white background, a fact that 3M took to heart when they invented the post-it notes. So we get a, a, a three for on the day. The birth of the legal pad, the myth or history of why it's yellow, and a little bit about why your your 3M made post-it notes, although I buy the cheap ones, by the way, uh, have their color. With that, let's wrap up the fun stuff and wrap up the whole stuff. We are done for things you might have heard for this day, Wednesday, October 11, 2023. I am Jay Cliffin Payne. Thank you for joining me either live in the comments I see having live this morning at 5.50 a.m. for the start time for this show or watching this in the replay. If you're watching the replay, put a drop in the comments on where you're watching it or listening to it if it's a spot audio podcast or just email us back in the in the email and let us know how you're getting this thing what you're enjoying about this we cannot do a show without you to do the show for so make sure you're following us on the feeds so we have show to talk about or stories to talk about every single day make sure you're also staying limber staying hydrated on task for all the grand things you're here to do for all of us in the world enjoy your thursday and check out my book on amazon mastering your money jay cleveland Payne. search for it on amazon it will help you out grands gobs k's thousands cash if you will with that we're done for the show let us know how the changes how the new things going on and how you're liking the fun stuff a little rambly today i apologize for that but we're doing that and just be here tomorrow we're gonna wrap it up for a friday edition of things you might have heard that you're going to love i guarantee